right, welcome back. I'm John Swain Owen. I'm Dave Tenney. And we are Two Beards in a Bible. And we are continuing where we left off last time. And we are in Matthew chapter 11, uh, starting at verse 2. And we'll probably have to, to split that up a little bit. <clears throat> uh, Matthew chapter 11, uh, verse 2 through 30. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll undoubtedly split that up a little bit in the reading. But... Um, the title, the heading of our, our uh, this portion of the lesson is called The Baptist's Inquiry. Uh, when John the Baptist sent two of his disciples to Jesus, what questions did he have them ask? And how did Jesus answer these questions? This is the first question that we're going to kind of be looking for uh, the answer here in the scriptures. So uh, I believe it's probably my turn to read. I believe it is. So I'll start reading and you tell me when to stop. Well, I, I think you just... There's not very like any a good clear break. So if you find a place you're saying, just stop okay. wherever, wherever the mood hits you. All righty. So Matthew 11, starting at verse 2, says, And when John had heard in person about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind see and the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. As they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet, for this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before, you, before your face, who will prepare your way before you. Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist, but he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Uh, maybe we'll stop there and talk for a little bit. Okay. As we, um, as we look at that, we, we, we make a... Uh, uh, well, let's answer the question first. But how, how did uh, well, how did Jesus instruct them to 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 go and and ask questions of of John the Baptist? What what is it? Uh... Well, he said, "Go and tell them the things that you see." Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That all these so it's so John's in prison, and why do you? I mean, this is this is an uh, interesting thing to think about. So so John the Baptist baptized Jesus. He sees the Spirit descend upon Jesus. He hears a voice out of heaven that says, This is my Son, in whom I am well pleased. But then John's in prison, and he sends two of his disciples to see if Jesus really is the real deal. Why do you think he did that? Hmm. I have my own theory on it. Well, go ahead, because I don't... <laughs> this is what... I mean, I don't know... Um, if you've ever been in this situation, but sometimes, um, you know, maybe you can start, you know, you can lose hope if you don't have any communication. Sure. You sure. know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, it's like if you're in high school and maybe like, uh, you're interested in some girl and, uh, you know, she just stops talking to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you're like, um, <laughs> right. And even, even when you think of like, um, you know, those that maybe, especially, I guess, coming out of this time of COVID, 
19 lockdowns and so on, yeah. there are many people that are stuck in, uh, say, nursing homes. Yeah. That have not had any kind of, uh, you know, any kind of interaction with the outside world. And, and they, they, yeah, maybe they would start to doubt, you know, yeah. do, do people really love me? Yeah. You know. And that's, that's the only thing I can think of is John, John was in prison and, you know, he's probably in a bad way, probably in a rough spot. And, you know, he's, I wouldn't say his faith's beginning to falter, but maybe he needs some encouragement. And he's like, hey, go make sure that this is, is this really what's going on? Mm -hmm. And so Jesus says, uh, go tell John the things which you see and hear. Yeah, and those things would certainly speak to to Christ being who he is. Yeah, yeah. And John would know that. You know, that, that would be an assurance. And while they're there, Jesus starts talking about mm -hmm. the kind of man that John is. Right. And he says, he says, what did you go into the wilderness to see? He said, a reed shaken by the wind. You think about a reed, it's completely powerless. Mm -hmm. You know, and it just goes whatever way the wind blows. Right. And John was certainly not that way. Yeah, and they didn't go out there for no reason. You know, that, that, uh, it's almost kind of a silly statement. Like, why, why yeah. would you go out there to see that? He said, did you go to see a man clothed in soft garments? You know, John the Baptist was not an effeminate man. Right. He was a man's man, a manly man. Right. You know, and, and that's, you know, all of these things that were, you know, what kind of person he was. He was strong, masculine, all of these things. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, did you go out to see a prophet? And he said, yes, more than a prophet. Because it was it was written that um, that John was going to be um, this person that was going to basically announce the arrival of the Messiah. Mm -hmm. And in fact, John did that because John, the whole thing John did was he was trying to get people to turn back to the word of God. Right. To repent. And to, yeah, to prepare that way and kind of maybe get their mindset in the yeah. right gear. That's how he prepared the way, yeah. yeah. He was like trying to steer their thoughts back to to God. That's how mm -hmm. he was preparing. And, and, and when they would actually see God, you know, in Jesus, that they would be able to, to mm -hmm. recognize him and, right. and understand him. And again, yeah, you would have to know what you were looking for. And, yeah. and, and when we think about as we've in past episodes spoken about the, you know, Christ said that about the century and I've not found such faith, not even in Israel, you know, the, the his own people didn't know anything about him. No, they or, or they would have been able to say that is yeah. the truth, that that's Christ. They would recognize him. Yeah. And, and, and that same sort of thing is true today, that if we know the Lord, if we know his word, we'll be able to recognize the truth from a lie. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not sure, you know, just look around. Look at yeah. nature. Right. It, it, it doesn't take too much investigation or, or thought to say, you know, this didn't happen by accident. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. I, I, I even, it makes me think back to uh, in college. I started out college thinking I wanted to be a doctor. And, uh, chemistry class changed my mind oh, it did. But, but along the way the, pro the professor one of my uh, first biology professors uh he uh he said that it was 
he started college and studying biology. He started out an agnostic. And then by the time he was done studying biological processes and so on, he, he said that this just can't be, this can't be by mistake. This can't just be yeah. by chance. This is, that there's, there's a creator behind this. That's like, you know, people look at DNA. Right. And they say, there is a, it's a computer code. Yeah. It's super complicated code. Right. And this isn't an accident. Right. You know, somebody, somebody made this. I just saw a uh, picture of a, of an animal cell. And we've all, I, at least I remember in high school, building the model of a, of an animal cell. And, you know, thinking of the, the, the Golgi apparatus and all the different parts of the, uh, of the, uh, of the cell. And, uh, seeing those diagrammed out in a book with how, what they would look like. And then this picture showed a uh, scanning electron microscope uh, picture of 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 the uh, of the cell, the actual cell, and the designs and the and the little specks and dots and things all over the little the little uh, the, the little organelles or whatever they call them inside the the organ the uh, the cell. It was just beautiful, and and it was it was in such a neat order in a repeating pattern of. Of the shapes and and everything, and it was just awe inspiring. I sat there and stared at that for a while. Like, yeah. This is this is this is not something that happened by chance. Yeah, something you would never even see, right? I mean, typically, right? And you it, know, and uh, there again, you know, creation screams of a creator. It does. Let's uh, go ahead and pick up at verse eleven. Yeah, there, yeah, eleven, eleven. Oh, uh, is that right, or was it twelve? Yeah. It was verse twelve. Okay. Yeah, in verse 12, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John, and if you are willing to receive it, he is Elijah who is to come. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. But to what shall I liken this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to their companions, and saying, We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We mourned to you, and you did not lament. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look, a glutton and a wine-bibber, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is justified by her children. Then he began to rebuke the cities in which most of his mighty works had been done. Because they did not repent. And we'll stop there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, go ahead. I, maybe we're thinking of the same thing here. Well, uh, you know, he likens, he goes through here and he talks about, um, you know, all of the things that John did. You know, and he talks about, um, he uses example of children. Mm -hmm. You know, and he talks about this generation. They're like, they're, they're like, um. I don't know, like spoiled kids almost. Right. You know, that, you know, they, they, they kept changing their story. They kept doing different things and says, you know, he says, John came neither eating or drinking. They said he has a demon. And right. Of course, he's talking about the Pharisees and the scribes here mm -hmm. said this thing, but you know, um, you know, it just all goes back to, they, they didn't recognize, they, they had studied the scriptures, but when it was in front of them, they didn't recognize it. Mm-hmm. And, and and I'll tell you what I, I I have a lot of trouble and maybe it's just my mind but uh, 
tell me if if you can see this as well but as i as i read these scriptures and as i learn more and read more about the scribes and the pharisees i see so many parallels to mankind today oh yeah and that are that are sitting there looking for a reason to uh point the finger and to do away with anything that has the slightest bit to do with with godliness yeah. you know, it's becoming very very unpopular or i mean how many times have we, you know you look through the news and you have some politician who claims to be so self-righteous mm-hmm. you know and then it comes out oh well you know they 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 molest women or kids or right. or they claim to be so green you right. know but they're they have a private jet Right. You know, or, or you know, they, they, they say that, you know, uh, there's no reason to, to have a wall because walls don't do anything, but they put one around the White House, right? right? right. <laughs> because they don't do anything, right? I mean, we, we look at politicians and we, and, and a lot of people look at these people as these are going to be our, uh, our gods or movie stars or whatever. Right. And every time we see that these people are flawed individuals. Right. And, and in many cases, in many cases, uh, you know, they're, they're also maybe even claim some religion. And, and they, uh, and as we look through all of the religious confusion out there in the world, uh, again, we go back to that statement of you shall know them by their fruits. Yes. And, and mankind, men and women, human beings are always going to disappoint you. They are. And, uh, you know, not we're talking. We're here talking about the Lord's Church. We mentioned that in the, one of the previous episodes. And uh, speaking of the church that the that the Lord built, that was established uh, on uh, the day of Pentecost in Acts two. And when we when we say something like that, sometimes people people will say, "Well, you you guys think you're the only church?" And and well, it it's not us. It's what the scriptures say. And there are those that are just like the scribes and Pharisees that we're reading about here that are just sitting in the wings trying to, to point out, well, you guys do this. And, well, yes, we're human beings. Sometimes we're going to make a mistake. But uh, the the measurement of truth is in the scriptures. And always look there. Don't ever look to a man for some validation. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, it is as I sit here and... and and my vocation currently in, in this life is, is a full-time preacher. And some people might hold hold me up. But there again, I, I'm a person who is fallible. And so I, I'm sorry, but I'll disappoint you if you hold me up on a pedestal. Yeah. You know, eventually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you so, hang around us long <laughs> enough, you'll find out. Right. Nobody's yeah. perfect. And, and, and But that's where the grace of God comes in. And that's where... Those that are seeking after the will of the Father, and that's why you always try to steer things back to the Bible mm-hmm. instead of what men say. Right, absolutely. And um, so let's go ahead. So we've talked about so so John's disciples came, and uh, Jesus had you know said you know here here's the things go tell John these are the things you saw, and then he Jesus kind of talks a little bit about John the Baptist mm-hmm. here. And what kind of man he was, and he kind of condemns the Jews for what kind of people they were, right? You know, and, and in verse twenty, 
uh, of chapter 11 there, we, we read about he began to rebuke the cities in which most of his mighty works had been done. And again, uh, you know, people will say, well, I just need a sign. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, but here, the places where most of those signs were done, people didn't believe because they, they, they did not repent. They didn't turn away from, they didn't turn away from their uh, ways of sin. So, yeah. So something for us to remember. Yep. So let's continue on because we got to get to verse 30. Here. So right. why don't you read to uh, 24. All right. So starting at verse 21, Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works which were, which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, who who are exalted to heaven, will be brought down to Hades. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I say to you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for you. So he's talking about, so he's gone to all these different cities and he's done different miracles in them. Mm -hmm. And the people just turn their nose up at him. Mm-hmm. And then he uses some of these other uh, biblical cities of which judgment was was pronounced on them back in the Old Testament, you know. And he says, "Hey, you know, they, we look at these people as horrible people, right? But if 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 I had done in those cities what I did for you guys, they would have turned it around, right? And you did. So he's basically just he's condemning." That's some that that's something else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, to think about that statement that, yeah. uh, that they would have turned around, you know, and it's, uh, you think of Sodom and, and Gomorrah, you think of what happened to that, to those cities. And, uh, I can't help but think of, uh, a recent, uh, not been within the last 10 years, uh, an archeologist thinks that he might've found that area. That oh, you know what? I read some of that. And there's, uh, a specific type of, uh, glass that is found in the desert in the sand there that has only been replicated right at ground zero of the atomic bomb tests in World War II. And that is some powerful stuff. Oh, yeah. And and uh, th- that kind of sends a chill down my spine when I think about that. And to think that that's the kind of intense heat, that's the kind of uh, thing that happened to them. and uh, And yet it will be more tolerable for them than these people that should have known better. Yeah. That had every opportunity and, in fact, had uh, so many signs and wonders done in their in their midst that that anybody should have believed. Yes. Why don't you go ahead and wrap it up for us. Here. All right. Uh, verse 25, beginning. And at that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them to the babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father. Nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Gee, haw! All right. Those are things you give the oxen. I don't know what they mean. <laughs> one of them's like turn left, one stop. There's all these different commands you get, you know, if you have a team of oxen. 
Okay. My grandpa, when I was a kid, had a, an oxen yoke. Okay. That he used when he was a boy to farm with down in West Virginia. Uh-huh. I remember driving down there one time with my grandpa, also been in the 80s, and he pointed at a mountain, and he goes, oh, I used to farm that. I mean, it was like this. Yeah. I'm like, how the heck do you farm that? But it's, he he did it with oxen. It's it's off topic, but uh, I, I was driving through West Virginia some years ago, and there's a hill that I probably couldn't walk up. And there's cows grazing on it. Yeah. And I was thinking, wow, you know, they've got four-wheel drive or something. I mean, that, <laughs> that, that was, I didn't think, I, I know around here, my grandpa had cows, but it was flat land. So, yeah. you know, I just didn't think they could climb a hill like that. <laughs> but uh, going back to the beginning here. Yeah. So uh, as we, well, I had a thought in my head. Let's see if I can find it. Oh, back here in verse 25. I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them to the babes. So I, I, I would imagine he's talking about the, uh, you know, he's hidden these things from the, the people that think they're so smart. Yeah. Scribes, the Pharisees, and, yeah. and the common people got yeah. it. So it, it lends itself to we need to be of a humble heart. You know, babies, babies don't come out of the womb knowing everything. Right, you know they they they're eager to learn. They're eager to take in their environment and to learn from what, what whatever they can. And and lo and behold, children do learn exactly what is in their environment yeah. and what's around them. Even today, many uh, what you would call quote unquote educated people mm-hmm. think that you know religion is foolishness. Right, and uh, you know they just can't wrap their mind around it. Um, I never understood that because I mean. There, there's got to be some explanation for this, and that this came out of a big explosion doesn't make any sense at all. Right. I mean, it, it makes zero sense. It, it just has to be the the, the self-will of mankind, just, yeah. just uh, not being able to get beyond, you know, we're told in the scriptures that God's ways are higher than our ways. Yeah. You know, there, there are just things we're not going to understand, and those that are especially really intelligent, that are used to maybe being able to make sense of things easily, I think it frustrates it frustrates people that they can't have an answer to everything. And, it, and it also, you know, believing in the things in the Bible means that you have to, to be lower than God. Mm-hmm. So there's an ego problem that a lot of people have, yeah, too. Absolutely. You know, they don't yeah. want to be... So in here in verse 26, he says, it seemed good in your sight. In verse 27, it says, all things have been delivered to me by my father and no one knows the son except the father, nor does anyone know the father except the son and the one to whom the son wills to reveal him. You know, I think, you know, the idea that that Jesus was God's son, especially in this context, you know, I don't think anybody was really wrapping their mind around that. Mm-hmm. You know, later on, as we read, you know, a couple episodes back, Peter Peter figured that out. Right. right? But nobody understood that at this time. Right. That, that Jesus actually knew God and God knew Jesus. Right. And, and uh, as we, well, let's, there's a, there's a thought in there. Um what is that? Verse 27. 
Nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. So who who is the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him? Obviously be the one that would believe. Yeah. Right? And and, and I think uh, we can obviously say that it's not one person. You yeah. know, it, it's it's the, would that be the royal one? You know, <laughs> talking about everybody. Right. You know, the, 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 the people that would that would have an ear to hear, you yeah, know, that's, he he has an ear to hear. Let him hear. Didn't we read that earlier? Yes, we did. He talks about it as a yoke, and of course, we you know you know a yoke is something you put on somebody to get them to do some work mm-hmm. to do something. Right? We keep right. going back to that. Right. Right. And the uh, you know the the theme here, a theme of being a Christian, is that there's going to be some work involved. Exactly. And that's going to be. Some work personally for you studying and some mm-hmm. work for you trying to share the thing with others. Like John and I are doing right yeah. now. Yeah. As, as I've mentioned many times before, I, you know, when I, I called uh, my preacher friend to ask a question uh, last week, and uh, he immediately started rattling off these scriptures off the top of his head as he was driving down the road. And I'm thinking, uh, someday I want to be there. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and, and that takes work. Yes, it does. That takes work to be able to. Uh, to do that, and especially if you have a deficit of of uh, memorization, as I always have in my life. I mean, in in the in the uh, seventh grade, we were forced to memorize our prepositions, and that was just awful for me. Yeah. So uh, you know, we, we it does take work. It, it does, and, it ta- and it's something that uh, should be a part of your everyday life, even if it's you know, we get busy, we get wrapped up in our jobs and all the things that we're doing, but. You know, even if you just have to open the scriptures for 10 minutes, you know, make, make, put him first yeah, and, and make it a part of your life. He says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And, mm-hmm. you know, is there a, is there some burden to being a Christianity? Mm-hmm. There is, because you have to restrain yourself. Yeah. You know, there there's, there is a burden to it, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's good for you. Yeah. You know, it's it's not a thing that's bad for you. It, it doesn't hurt you. It actually makes you grow as a person yeah i mean take take faith out of the picture just do the things that are in the scriptures just do the things that that the scriptures tell man that they should do and you're going to find yourself having a better marriage you're going to find yourself having a better relationship with everybody you're going to find yourself to be a more employable employee yeah have less stress your life's going to be better yeah and and the world knows that yeah you know that these are those are all things that are touted by all of the, you know, so far even even all of the psychologists and so on would agree that these are good things. You should yeah. not do all of these things that are spoken against in the scriptures. Well, John, that about wraps it up for this out episode. Of time already. Oh boy! All right. I think we well we're we're about right on time. Yeah. Twenty seven oh. minutes. All right. Well, in that case, uh, thanks for joining us again for another episode of Two Beards in a Bible. Uh, we'll pick up next time where we left off and uh, signing off here is John Swaino and Dave Tennant. We'll talk to you next time. Yep. Thank you. Cut. <laughs> <laughs>